Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 7 of the Tutor Podcast, the weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. Whether you're already a tutor, teacher or coach, or if you're just thinking about using your skills and knowledge to help other people, then this is the show that will help you to start, grow and love your own teaching business and to run any business better. We're going to bring you news, insights and updates from the world of tutoring and small business. The Tutor Podcast will keep you up to date in plain English without the buzzwords and the BS. So if you want to make more money and make more of a difference while helping people learn new skills and improve their lives, subscribe to the Tutor Podcast and we'll be with you every step of the way. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the 10,000 hour rule, though it would be more accurate to say that I intend to prove it's wrong and to bury it forever. So we'll take a look at the origin of the rule, principles of the 10,000 hour rule, why the 10,000 hour rule is wrong and the downsides of believing it. So let's get straight in for some more detail. You ready? Okay, the 10,000 hour rule is actually a fallacy developed by a journalist called Malcolm Gladwell in a book which was a New York Times bestseller called Outliers. And basically he devoted a whole chapter of his book to the idea that it takes around 10,000 hours of practice to achieve mastery. Now the book's on really well made Gladwell a ton of money, simultaneously propelling him to the status of credible pundit and positioning the journalist and expert on learning. But here's the thing, the 10,000 hour rule was Gladwell's invention and it didn't reflect the essence of the research that he referred to, which was a 1993 study at the University of Colorado by a guy called Anders Ericsson and his team. So when Gladwell declared that researchers have settled on what they believe is the magic number for true expertise, 10,000 hours, the chief of the research team, Anders Ericsson, was royally pissed off. To quote Ericsson, Gladwell cited our research on expert musicians as a stimulus for its provocative generalization to a magical number. Ericsson then wrote a rebuttal paper entitled The Danger of Delegating Education to Journalists. Nice one, Anders. Now, Gladwell's snappy 10,000 hour rule didn't take much notice of the real conclusions of the researchers, and there was significant variation of time taken to acquire skills, a variety of practice methodologies and the apparent non-existence of anything that could be identified as natural talent. Now, I've been teaching guitar for 18 years and I totally get it because I don't believe in talent either. There are a pile of books out there discussing talent with a capital T but I believe in acquiring the necessary skill and that means learning from someone else, testing the skill by doing it badly at first, then refining it and making it automatic by consistent repetition, exactly like tying your shoelaces or learning to drive a car or ride a bicycle. I mean, when was the last time you had to think about tying your laces? So, the 10,000 hour fallacy entered the canon of conventional wisdom along with a load of other unhelpful conventional wisdom. If you want to know more about how nonsense like this infects people, you'll find plenty of it in my blog archive and in my book, Nine Weird Things Guitarists Do. You see, I have a problem or six with conventional wisdom, and I have a problem with Gladwell's assertion of certainty in areas where he's not a practitioner. 
I want you all to remember that the 10,000 hour rule is a journalist's opinion rather than the conclusions of the guys who did the work. And the tragedy for us as teachers and coaches is that people believe it takes 10,000 hours to get good at something. It deters people from pursuing their dreams because it sets up a high barrier to entry to a new activity. Like learn to play guitar or musical instrument of any sort or any new skill. As my friend and former student Tom Bodison observed in a recent email questioning Gladwell's opinion, 10,000 hours is a bloody long time. And what about mastery? Did you notice that the idea of an observable standard snuck in on the coattails of the 10,000 hours? Why is there a presupposition that you must achieve mastery? Mastery is neither important or relevant when you're pursuing pleasure for its own sake and following your own path, as I believe you must when you're engaged in any of the so-called arts. I say as teachers we must murder the myth of 10,000 hours. I think we should strangle the illusion of talent and that we should eviscerate the mischief of mastery. I say let's get these monkeys off our backs and do our own research. Are we foolish enough to just accept the opinion of a journalist when deciding whether to pursue our heart's desires? I'd say to anyone out there, get yourself a guitar, flute, saxophone, whatever, a football, a golf club and start hacking. Play some bum notes, miss the net and hack up a few divots. Who cares if you suck? You'll get better. And that's all part of the fun, isn't it? As teachers, we owe it to our students to put down this toxic nonsense of 10,000 hours and the necessity to become masters. Shouldn't we be encouraging our students, our clients, our customers to enjoy playing, to enjoy developing and exploring their passions and the subjects which we teach? Why are we selling them the illusion of mastery or the necessity of mastery when for many of them just being fairly good would be wonderful. Why are we setting such a high barrier to entry? Now, I'm not anti-elitist by any stretch of the imagination, so please don't misconstrue that. Mastery can be achieved, but it takes a lot more focus than many of our students and many of my students will ever have because they have lives, they have families, they have a lot going on. As Anne Lamott says, the lives have many working parts. And particularly... If you're involved in educating people in music and as an instrumental teacher, if you can slide a little bit of music into their lives, that sliver of music can lubricate the other moving parts of their life. It shouldn't be a gritty abrasive that they're chasing after mastery in, in my opinion. If all they want to do is strum a few chords to their grandkids or infect their children with the desire to play guitar, then that's enough. It's supposed to be fun, isn't it? Am I convincing you? Am I making sense? Go and encourage your students to have some fun. Get them to make lots of mistakes and love every single minute of it. 10,000 hours is a snappy title. It's a nice magic number. But remember, it's misconstruing the original research. And it's done by a journalist, not someone who teaches for a living. So what I'd suggest to you all as teachers, as I've done, is get rid of the 10,000 hour rule. Recognize it for a little bit of, hmm, there's a good word for it, catch penny pap, I think. Gladwell's written some nice stuff, but I really can't go along with the 10,000 hour rule. I've been asked this question recently by a new student who said, how long will it take to become good at this? Because I've read that it's 10,000 hours. 
we then spent 10 minutes just burying the myth of the 10,000 hour rule. And what was very interesting was that the new students said, if you confirm that, then 10,000 hours is too long and I'd go and do something else instead. And this is a 51 year old man who's wanted to play guitar since he was a teenager. So on the basis of one misdirecting journalist's opinion, this man may have given up on his teenage dreams. Let's put this, this rule, this myth out of the water. Get people involved. Get them making some mistakes. Let's bury it. It's just bogus. Okay, I'm about done with the 10,000 hour rule, but I'd really love to hear your opinion of it. Have you been asked about the 10,000 hour rule by students and people making inquiries? I know I have. It's cropped up several times over the last few years, and I'm amazed that people are taken in by this, given Gladwell's background. He's a researcher and a journalist, and that's it. He doesn't teach anybody. So that's about all I've got to say on the subject of the 10,000 hour rule. But let me know what you think, because I really want to hear from you guys. Now, looking ahead, the next episode, I'll be talking to my friend, Dr. Simon Martin, a.k.a. the Story Bodger, about his experiences and insights in teaching his staff in medicine and helping his patients using the power of stories. I've learned a great deal from Simon in our fascinating chat, and I know you're going to love what he has to say. So join me, Neil Camerado, the bloke with the funny name, in episode eight of the Tutor Podcast where we'll be talking tutoring and how you can start, grow and love your teaching business. See you next time on the Tutor Podcast. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.